This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, happy hump day. If you need to know, it actually is Wednesday. Um, obviously, there's really no difference in the days of the week right now for most of us, uh, but your Wednesday edition of Locked On Browns. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, uh, going to sit down today here with Pete Smith from SI.com. We're going to roll out the red carpet. Um, we're going to welcome back number 81, Rashard Higgins. I know at some point over the weekend I had talked about this on one of these shows where Rashard Higgins still you know, kept on tweeting and acting on social media as if he were still a member of this franchise. Um, you know, as it broke, you know, you know, maybe you know, took less money to stay here, felt the opportunity here was really, really good for him. Um, and the other thing is, is after last year, you know, it, he certainly didn't do anything to help his value here. So if you're going to gamble, you might as well gamble on yourself here with a quarterback that at least you have a history with in Baker Mayfield and a good rapport with, as he does with number six here. Pete, 81 back in the building. You know, as you know, the weekend went, it was quiet wide receiver wise. You bring Donovan Peoples Jones into the mix. You bring back Rashard Higgins here. I'm not saying this is a complete product here yet, but you know, looking a little bit better, a lot better than it did so say Saturday morning. Well, I mean, Rashard Higgins is betting on the Golden Goose. Uh, he's counting on the fact that Baker Mayfield's going to be Baker Mayfield. They upgraded the offensive line, obviously, uh, and you know they they moved on from John Dorsey and. Uh, and, and Freddie Kitchens, because if not for that, I don't think this happens. Uh, he had a better, obviously, he had a he had a relationship with Andrew Barry when uh, that group drafted him in 2016. Uh, but uh, I think he's betting on the fact that he can have a productive season with the Browns, a better opportunity with the Browns, uh, and potentially cash in. It's a one-year deal worth uh, nine hundred and ten thousand dollars, reportedly. Uh, allegedly turned down offers from other teams. And I, I don't have any reason to disbelieve that. I expect there were probably some teams that looked at it. But when, you know, the Browns come out of this draft um, and they got Donald Peoples-Jones as their only true receiver, uh, they haven't signed any other free agents. I mean, they re-signed Kaderil Hodge. They've got uh, Damian Ratley. They've got uh, my guy, uh from Austin P uh, that's going to try to come back and, and Montgomery DJ Montgomery, who's going to hopefully try to come back and look really good last year in preseason before he got hurt. He's got legit speed and size and those things. Uh, but if you were just to say, who could you bank on after Odell Beckham and, and Jarvis Landry right now, I, I don't know who you'd come up with. So whether you believe Richard Higgins is a really good receiver or just, you know, a reasonable uh, option he's easily the favorite to win that number three job and if somebody gets hurt he can sort of plug in and play the biggest thing for him is he's got to stay healthy he uh you know he only missed one game the first two seasons and then he's missed a combined nine the past past two and uh, you know how much of that was being in the doghouse with kitchens and that whole fiasco over you know he probably didn't help himself talking about the injury and then it just seemed like kitchens just forever held it against them or whatever uh, but he goes you know preseason to that first game they go right down the field score the touchdown he has that, a 35 yard catch and it felt like oh this is you know we're, we're picking up right where it left off and then that was pro basically the last positive thing uh that happened for higgins that year the last positive thing that really happened for the browns that year 
Well, you know, Higgins had the game-winning touchdown against Buffalo, but yeah, uh, other than that. And this is what I talked about a little bit about yesterday on the timeline. Um, and you look at, you know, the difference between 19 and 18. You know, Baker had a little bit over three, a little over 300 completions in the 2018 season. 99 of them went to David Najoku and Rashard Higgins. Obviously, these were guys he was confident in, you know, built a rapport with, got comfortable with here. Everybody wants to go with, you know, well, what happens? You know, last year, Jarvis Landry couldn't practice a ton. Odell Beckham Jr. couldn't practice a ton. David Njoku, obviously, with the uh, broken, you know, with the broken wrist, which, you know, created a setback for him for, you know, almost, like, you know, 10, 11 weeks. But David Njoku and Rashard Higgins combined for nine receptions in 2019 after going for 99 in 2018. If you want part of the reason why maybe Baker Mayfield struggled last year, it's probably a good reason. Um, you know, you would, and obviously you take away the fact that Darren Fells obviously was now with the Houston Texans. These were guys he grew some confidence with, grew rapport with their 2018. You take away so much from one quarterback, you know, oh, you know, just in one year, granted you added Odell, I get it, but you know, the play calling and the scheme and everything never truly lined up here. But there were times in 18 where, you know, Baker was in a rock and a hard place and he looked for 81 or he looked for 85 and he had a lot of success with it here and losing 90 receptions from two guys that you had a lot of faith in, you know, in one season to the next, it costs, it certainly costs here. Um, I think the most interesting thing about this, Pete, is you look where Higgins was as the season closed last year, you look where David Njoku was where the season ended last year. Now you bring in obviously new front office, you bring in a new staff here and not only did they say, oh, you know, okay, whatever. You know, it's not like they were stuck with either one of these players. Could have walked away from both of them. You could have moved Njoku. You could have never picked up the phone with Richard. Not only did they say, you know, you're, it wasn't that they were just here. They actively went, and David, they lengthened the contract. Richard, they handed him a new one here. And it, it, it's just funny that the way the old regime flamed out here, and this new regime said, well, if it can work, yeah, we certainly, certainly want these two guys. Yeah, there's no question it's a, a rebuke of how things were handled uh, last year. And obviously there's going to be a part of this, and I've, God knows I've already seen it, uh, of people saying, well, these are Barry's guys from before, so Barry's taking care of Barry's guys. Um, and and since there may be some truth to that, but I also think they are players that can help. And obviously in the case of, uh, in, in the case of Higgins, he's like the most veteran receiver the Browns now have behind – their top two guys. They need it. They they really could need uh, that that next guy up. I mean, I like Kadero Hodge. Damon Ratley's flashed at times, uh, but but Hodge is to this point mostly been a special teams guy, and he's really good at it. And then uh, Ratley just at times is great, and at other times is just uh, sort of disappears. And it you know if 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 Baker healthy and, and protected better and everything that's going on this year. We'll see how much they're impacted by, you know, the loss of reps as a result of, uh, of COVID-19 and all that. But, you know, the, those guys may, all those guys may theoretically start shining with Mayfield throwing the ball better and the offense working better and all those things that make more sense. And that's certainly what they're hoping for, but it really sets up to be a a difficult, tough competition for those three wide receivers, three through, I assume, six, uh, that's going to happen in camp. You know, ideally, you know, they would love for, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, you know, for maybe for the opportunity to be there. Uh, look, you know, just because, you know, he, you know, a power five player doesn't mean, you know, doesn't change things. He was a six round pick. And, you know, there's still work to be done. Granted, 
guys you want to work with, this type of guy you want to work with. Um, we, you know, we had mentioned Montgomery, and that was actually one of the smarter moves John did is he actually got him stashed away last year for what would have been this season here, but he showed consistent ability to get vertical all summer long last year. Then, you know, the hamstring, which apparently, you know, was a, you know, a six months hamstring injury whatsoever. Well played though. You were able to keep the guy around. Um, it's going to be interesting with Hodge and Ratley because both are special teamers here. I think it's going to be tough if it comes down to one or the other. You got Carter, Cadero Hodge, um, Tavier Thomas, obviously a plus special teamer here. You're going to have some of these younger kids that are going to, you know, obviously take some reps here on special teams as well. You know, uh, Jojo Natson here now, you know, he, you know, part of him is special teams and returnability. Um, it's not a possibility. He's going to make this roster here. But you've got yourself, Pete, where you've got a room now where it, it could be eight guys. And but you're going to get yourself some nice competition to get maybe to what's going to be that final six guys. Yeah, um, that's going to be an interesting thing, because, again, w- without reps, uh, you're going to need more of them. Uh, you know, you, you can't just have uh, Baker take, you know, Landry and, and Beckham and those guys and get to work. For one, you don't know when Landry's going to be ready to go. And two, there's obviously the other restrictions going around. But so you're going to need those reps in camp, assuming Landry's healthy enough to take them. So it's not like you can, you know, rest them uh, more this year and really get a focus on the other guys. However, uh, that may be what preseason is. Uh, if they, you know, they may just have those guys basically do the whole thing. Um, largely, maybe those guys to, to sort out roster spots and, and the, the, the scrimmage they have with the Packers and that type of stuff is to really get a sense of where those guys are at uh, to, to sort it out. But yeah, I mean, uh, all these people are just insisting Donovan Peoples Jones is an automatic on this roster. He's just not. There's there's too much talent and that they aren't, if he can't do it, uh, he's got, I mean, he, he can, he, he may be a, a contender to, to be a returner along with Jojo Natson and then combine that. And he doesn't necessarily have to win that job like outright, but he does have to be, make it close enough and show enough development potential as receiver to be kept. Other than that, if it's not there, I don't think the Browns would hesitate in dumping uh, Jones. I don't think they're just going to hold that roster spot on a guy that can't help them when that would mean giving up potentially a Hodge, potentially a Ratley, potentially, uh, you know, obviously Higgins and some of these other guys uh, that could make plays. And that's why, you know, you mentioned, we mentioned a guy like DJ Montgomery, like he looked good last year and presumably he's been healthy for a while. And if he's, uh, been making the most of his time and, and working out, he's going to come in with a little bit more experience. And I mean, he kept, was coming out of a tiny school in Austin P and, you know, he showed like he belonged. So yeah, it's, it's going to be good. Uh, it, it's going to be tough and, and, you know, you're going to have guys who may have to be held out of practice to keep them from practicing because they don't want to lose those reps. Um, I think you brought up a great point here. Um, and this, some folks may get lost in this here, but the wide receiver thing is yes, Donovan Peoples Jones is a name, but you know, if you insert any other wide receiver, his name there that went in round six, it's not an, it's not a guarantee to make this team here. Um, he's going to have to show that he's, you know, at least improving, you know, uh, you know, within the passing game and it, it, you know, the return, look, I, I, I can't get so much caught up in return men 
in the way the NFL is currently slated. It, it just doesn't really seem to pan out with the way the touchbacks are at such a high rate. Uh, the amount of directional punting that goes on, you know, goes on within the league now here. Um, so it's for me, returnability. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, maybe you get one good one a year, which we got the Hilliard, the Hilliard one versus Seattle or whatever. Um, but yeah, this day and age, I mean, look, it's going to be about the, you know, for me, the other 75, 80 snaps of a game, as opposed to just returnability here, AFC South, uh, we'll see them again. Obviously it's been a few years here in the Houston, Jacksonville, Tennessee. We're going to nose through their draft classes a little bit here. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith on your Wednesday locked on Browns. Uh, I think we're all kind of in the same boat here. Uh, if food seems to become a key element here, um, you're all trapped in the house. You're all here, you know, all day long. And for me, I just, it's staggering when you're home the entire time for three meals a day with a family, the amount of food you go through. Um, this is where an app like Postmates can come in and assist you greatly. But I kind of love them more right now because I can get food delivered without having to leave the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they've created non-contact delivery. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets delivered right outside the front door. They also have Postmates pickup where I can have where I have been going to order takeout from my favorite lo local restaurants. And guys, this is important here. Um, if you all want to get back to your normal lives and get back to your town and seeing people, you're going to want these local establishments, uh, local establishments there. They're there for your little league. Be there for them now. So guess what? When we do get back to normalcy, you can go back. And Postmates just doesn't deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier. They will go and pick up things from Walgreens or even 7-Eleven for you and have them dropped off outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android and find your favorites and get everything delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving $100 of free delivery credit for the first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL, all caps, no space. Again, promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $100 for free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you want, Postmates it is. All right, Pete. Now we're going to kick it off here. Indianapolis Colts here, and obviously you had two picks early in the second round. One was a trade-up situation with the Cleveland Browns. So we'll get to that here. Obviously kicked it off here, Pete, with uh, one of your absolutely. Actually, I think these were very high. Uh, Pittman wasn't your one, but I know uh, a certain running back was your number two. Michael Pittman at 34 overall, then traded up with the Browns, which the deal that led to the extra pick, and then obviously Grant Telpit, Jonathan Taylor, running back Wisconsin, Julian Blackman, safety from Utah, Jacob Eason. I thought this was a little bit an odd fit here, but you know it, it's good to take a gamble here on a quarterback if you have life after whatever the short run is going to be with Phillip Rivers. If not, then obviously you know going quarterback high is going to be your uh, basically where you're going to take that franchise from there. Uh, fifth round guard Danny uh, uh, Piner, Ball State. Offensive tackle Rob Windsor from Penn State in round six. Isaiah Rogers, defensive back from Massachusetts. Uh, Rob Windler, defensive tackle Penn State. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes, defensive tackle Penn State on Rob Windler. Damon Patton, wide receiver, Washington State. And uh, interesting story out of Michigan, another Glasgow brother, another Glasgow brother who went to Michigan as a walk-on Pete and ends up the uh, of the three brothers all ended up getting drafted to the NFL. Yeah, so uh, I'm a big fan of Michael Pittman. I think he's one of the more pro-ready receivers in the draft. Uh, he just does a lot of things really well. He knows how to create space, use his body, uh, position himself to make catches and, and run after catch. Uh, so there's a lot that I think 
can can help. And, and I think of, of the receivers uh, and, and for what the, the Chargers are trying to do, they want to win right now. And I think they are getting a receiver that seems more equipped to be able to do that than most. Uh, he played the full four years. He looks very polished relative to um, uh, most of the receivers in this class. Jonathan Taylor, uh, at least on data, far and away the best running back in the class. Uh, he's the only one with all-pro upside. Uh, he's outstanding for what this allows the Colts to do. Um, he and Marlon Mack form an interesting tandem. Obviously, it'll be interesting to see how that sort of sorts itself out. But you've got uh, Philip Rivers throwing to a bunch of talented receivers, uh, and now you know you can take some pressure off him, or just use uh, the passing game to sort of set up the run and allow those guys to just create a ton of yardage behind this massive offensive line um, with with what they built. Quentin Nelson and and those guys are just maulers up front and you have this just terrific back that feels like a finishing piece on offense justin blackman it was a surprise that he went ahead of terrell burgess mm-hmm. uh in terms of the utah safeties um, seems okay I, I mean they need depth on that back end um especially with the issues malik hooker has had uh with injuries and stuff and just not being terribly effective Jacob Beeson's a shot. I mean, you get a quarterback with a massive arm for the position. If he can figure it out and, you know, be a talented player, then he could be a guy that, that increases his value uh, and, and potentially has a shot to be something. I mean, he's the type of quarterback that sits on the bench for a few years and miraculously gains uh, interest for no particular reason and then people talk about giving up a second round pick for him when he actually hasn't done anything. Uh, Danny Pinter from Ball State, uh, terrific athlete, a guy I really liked from that standpoint. Um, probably moves to guard, maybe can still play tackle, but I think he's going to end up being a guard. Just, a, just a, a very nice athlete in terms of testing. Has a lot of work to do, but uh, just, just a big ball of clay from that standpoint. Robert Windsor, um, having watched him at the Senior Bowl and stuff, he reminds me of uh, John Favreau's character Bateman in The Replacements. He just sort of <laughs> seems like something's not quite right, and he just flies around and does stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I, I honestly didn't think he'd get drafted, but he's, he's sort of an interesting body. And then, uh, yeah, uh, more Glasgow's. Desmond Patton's kind of interesting, I guess, in the sixth round. They, I mean, they had four sixth-round picks and a fifth-round pick. They they did most of their damage early. These other guys, they're hoping they can uh, provide some depth uh, because that's that that is a big issue for the Colts. Is they just need to, their guys to stay upright because they do have a really really talented team. So they're hoping they can can do uh, with everything they've done, uh, getting DeForest Buckner and adding some of those pieces. They're hoping that these guys can be sort of the finishing. Uh, pieces to a, a, a big run in, in a Super Bowl. Um, and it is interesting, you know, with most of this is going to be, you know, on what Philip Rivers can do. I like the Taylor edition because it seemed like anytime the Colts had some steam going, you know, Marlon Mack would get one of those injuries where he'd miss, you know, two games, you know, miss two to three weeks. He's subbing Taylor here behind, behind that offensive line. Um, Pittman I like because, look, the, the T.Y. Hilton experience, you know, it's it, it, it's coming to a close. Who's going to be that next guy here? 
Um, but it's it's going to be interesting because if it doesn't work out here and what could lead to one of the most fascinating, you know, 30 for 30s later on is, you know, what would have the Indianapolis Colts life been like had Andrew Luck decided, you know, that it was at such a young age. It was over for him as far as being an NFL football player. Jacksonville Jaguars, I've just seen some damage in the offseason. We'll see Joe Schobert. Uh, um, uh, is that the right one? Yes. Uh, we'll see Joe Schobert this season, um, whether it's in Jacksonville, whether it's across the pond, so to speak, in England, um, if that's even an option. Um, but a couple first-round picks, you know, and this defense for as good as it was, and I go back, you know, to the AFC Championship game, you know, where they ended up losing in New England, but what that defense had been doing up to that point, and, I mean, just gone, like almost every single one of them. Uh, C.J. Henderson, cornerback out of Florida. Uh, Caleb on Chesson out of LSU, the edge rusher. LaVisca Chanel coming into a wide receiver room that desperately, desperately needs some help. Uh, Davon Hamilton, defensive tackle, Ohio State guys. There you go. Uh, ben Barch, uh, tackle, maybe a guard going down the road. Uh, from St. John's Division Three in Minnesota. A guy Pete liked as a Browns target, Isaiah Scott out of Michigan State, Shaq Quarterman, linebacker out of Miami, uh, Daniel Thomas, safety out of Auburn, wide receiver Colin Johnson, a quarterback Jad Ludlow out of Oregon State, Tyler Davis, Georgia Tech, and cornerback Chris Claybrooks from Memphis. I think the Jags did a pretty nice job uh, overall. Uh, I think C.J. Henderson's a really, really talented player. Um, he's, you know, he doesn't, didn't get produced the interceptions like Joe Hayden did, but in every other respect, he's like Joe Hayden, but taller. He's six, one tested better in terms of speed. Uh, he had four, three speed, and he just has a, a, a knack for understanding how to get his arms around and just batting balls away. Um, so I, I think he's a really, really talented man corner. They, they, I mean, I kept talking about this before the draft. They seemed like a lock to take corner because they just shipped all theirs out. And yet everybody's talking about them taking all these other guys. Um, I thought they might try to trade down first to do it, but he seems like an obvious pick. And then they seemed to luck into uh, Clavon Jason from LSU. Um, you know, they've got him. They've got good Josh Allen. I, I mean, you still have the – question to answer of what happens with Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, I mean, they could certainly roll with three guys this year, but obviously that's sort of where this is headed is Jason supposed to replace that spot. Um, I really like LaVisca Chenault. Um, I don't know what team doctors said about him or, or if there were concerns or whatever, but he's just a, a tailback who happens to catch passes. And he's just um, uh, just a physical freak in terms of He's a lot like DJ Moore. He's just not nearly as polished coming out where you get this guy the ball at the second level and you, you're, you're basically asking tiny B, DBs to tra tackle what is a, a legitimate tailback type player. And he's, he's big, he's strong, he's fast, he's really dangerous with the ball in the stands. There's a lot of development stuff he needs to do to be a better receiver, but he's just somebody you find a spot on the field to put him and you let him do things. And had the Browns been interested, it wouldn't have bothered Uh, Davon Hamilton, I never saw the attraction. Uh, he's okay. He had a nice senior year. Uh, you know, whatever. He's a plugger. Uh, ben Barch, interesting. Uh, he didn't test, unfortunately, so you missed that part. Looked looked the part at the Senior Bowl. 
uh, in terms of blocking and adjusting to that level, I think he could be a decent player. I love Josiah Scott. They drafted the slot corner out of Michigan State. Just tremendous feet. Uh, and can run with anyone. He's a high-effort player. He'll give you whatever he has. He's just only 185 pounds of it, and that was probably generous. My bet is he drank a bunch of water to try to add weight on the scale. <laughs> I bet he plays in the high 170s. Shaq Quarterman's okay. Uh, Kyle Johnson, I, I don't know what his future is in the league. Uh, he's big. It just never seemed to truly come together for him. He had an outstanding junior in terms of production, but the, the injuries hurt him this past year. He, he didn't test very fast. Um, you know, he's like an Auden Tate type, which is, you know, whatever. Um, other than that, you know, again, they had a ton of picks. They have, uh, but I think they got a lot of good players. And for a team that's basically trying to tear it down and rebuild, I think they did themselves a lot of favors, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where this goes because they've done a lot of things well in terms of adding talent, and then they never get it to go together. Uh, maybe Gardner Minshew is a big part of that. Uh, but the Jags are probably going to still be pretty awful this year. Um. But it could be awful with a purpose, uh, you know, awful of, you know, let's get a whole bunch of kids out here now, you know, see where, you know, where we have, what the holes are. Um, it, you would think, you know, Unique Ngakwe is probably going to be possibly, most likely on his way out of there if, you know, they can get the price they're looking for. Leonard Fournette certainly could be another case here. Um, you're going to take this year and, you know, see if, you know, you truly believe Gardner Minshew is going to be that guy for you. Or hopefully you're going to put yourself in a position where, you know, top five with a couple of names in 21 and Fields and Trevor Lawrence are available here. Uh, there's your Indianapolis Colts. There's your Jacksonville Jaguars. So the AFC South, we will get to the Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans here in a second with Jeff Lloyd and Pete Smith here on Locked on Browns. Um, if you are not subscribed on iTunes, make sure you are, please. If you're not following the show on Spotify, make sure you are as well. Uh, five-star reviews. Written rating, uh, five star review, written ratings for all those, please. Uh, all the positive feedback you guys can give, uh, it's greatly appreciated here. Just you know, continuing to, uh, you know, hopefully the show grows here. You know, this weekend here, looking at the numbers as opposed to last year, we were up almost about a third in our draft coverage. Uh, you know, Pete and I really enjoy this, really talking about this. So glad everybody could get a break from it here. All that, and along with that, make sure you're following Browns Digest on Twitter and make sure you're checking out everything for Pete and the guys of Brown Digest through si.com. Get to the Houston Texans here, Pete. And it wasn't a big class by any means for uh, the Texans. And okay, Bill O'Brien, as far as, you know, offseason, I love it. Um, and, and the moves they made here. Um, second round pick, we were, we were fans. Ross Blacklock, uh, defensive tackle, uh, obviously out of Texas, uh, TCU, Texas Christian. We were big fans. Jonathan Grenard and Edge uh, out of Florida. Uh, Charlie Heck, tackle out of North Carolina, son of former, uh, former NFL player Andy Heck. Uh, John Reed out of Penn State, uh, another one of these guys, Penn State. It wasn't a lot on tape, but another guy's ultra, ultra athletic. Hopefully they can make a nickel back out of him. And then an interesting name out of uh, Rhode Island in the fifth round, wide receiver Isaiah Coulter, Pete. Uh, I really like Russ, Russ Blacklock. I really like Russ Blacklock going to that scheme and that system and, and the way they're sort of able to get uh, defensive linemen uh, to – free up and, and, and do things. He's got really good speed. Um, he's very good at sort of get, getting penetration before guys can really block on him. Um, Jonathan Greenard, meh. Charlie Heck looks <laughs> the part, 
has no NFL athleticism whatsoever. Uh, John Reed is Sobo's guy. Um, he's all right. I, I mean, they, they, he's a slot corner. He hasn't played a ton. It sounds like he's got a hell of a future uh, outside of football whenever he decides he's done with it, uh, developing video games or whatever. He sounds a lot like John Urschel coming out. Uh, and if, if, if Isaiah Coulter is who I think it is, Jeff may well have jumped higher than him coming out of college. There's certainly a good chance of that. Jeff had ups back in the day. Uh, Houston, it was, you know, look, they're going to run out here with this. Real quick. What, what did you have a vert coming out of, uh, out of, uh, that, uh, farm school you went to? I can tell you this. There was a time when Jeffrey was 19 years old. Jeff could dunk a basketball at 5'11 and change. I could jump. I could jump. I did not have long speed. I had short, quick speed. I could jump. I didn't have that. We get it. it, You're white. Yes. No. No, that was even the thing. So, yeah. you know, the, so, the answer to the question, if, if I believe yes. had a 24-inch vert at the combine, which is like George Costanza compared to most of these players. Uh, yeah, I, I so, can still give you 24 today, probably. Yeah, so not really what you want to see. I, I, I mean, again, uh, what do you want to say about Bill, Bill, Bill O'Brien running this team? It's not good. And you got to love the fact that the owners down there are just like, all right, you know, well, look, this way we ain't got to pay a general manager. Look, just let Bill do it all. And I guess if it blows up in our faces, it blows up in our faces. And, you know, my condolences to Sean Watson for having your fifth year option picked up. Sorry to hear about that big guy. Uh, we're kicking on over to the Tennessee Titans here. Uh, round one, look, what does this team do well? They run the living daylights out of the ball with Derrick Henry and kind of set up everything else. There was no way, I, me personally, I would have found another cornerback. Quarterback just kept Conklin in place. You know, did what I did with Henry and get another quarterback. Uh, they let Conklin go. We're able to get a right tackle in here with a pension in the run game in Isaiah Wilson out of Georgia. You know, I, I, more can come from Isaiah Wilson, just a three-year player, obviously just a pop here. But, you know, calling cards right now is a good run blocking right tackle. Christian Fulton out of LSU. A lot of people had Christian Fulton pegged. Be a first-round player. Falls to just a couple of picks left here in the second round. Darrington Evans. Um, look, Derek Henry's great, but you're not going to be able to continue this pace and expect this guy to survive much longer. Darrington Evans out of Appalachian State. I've seen a guy who grew on with a lot of people as a process and went on. Laurel Murchison, uh, in- interior defensive tackle uh, from, it says here, North Carolina, but I'm pretty sure uh, Laurel Murchison went to North Carolina State. Get it right, NFL.com. Cole McDonald, uh, just interesting out of Hawaii. Um, no more dreads, so maybe that, you know, the love affair there is gone. And in the final, in the seventh round, uh, defensive back at Chris Jackson out of Marshall. So Isaiah Wilson's fascinating. He's the Derrick Henryest offensive tackle in this class. And what I, but the thing is, like, Dennis Kelly is a good football player. And that was their tackle, that was their backup tackle last year. Uh, uh, you, you probably want to make sure you have a guy like Isaiah Wilson, because uh, Taylor Luan Cognito has, a, has a, a penchant for getting suspended, and you always need that extra guy. Having said that, I'm hoping Tennessee just says, screw it. We're running six linemen, and we're doing it a lot, and we're just going to put Isaiah Wilson as essentially a tight end or <laughs> Dennis Kelly as a tight end and just go try and stop us because here it comes. Um, Christian Fulton, it's all about off-field, and, and how convinced are you that the kid's going to – Kid's going to be reliable. Uh, he, it's not a question of talent with him. He's very good. 
there's a lot to like about him in that respect, but he's he's made some poor decisions uh, in his career. There's some questions about issues with, within his family that aren't necessarily related to him uh, that, that some people are worried about. Um, yeah, I mean, if you are the Titans, uh, you need more backs. And if you can get more backs that can help you, that's uh, certainly positive. Um, and obviously, you know, they, they signed Henry to a one-year uh, franchise tender. It's not like they're signing him to a fat uh, extension, so they may need another running back if they decide to move on. If they, if they strike gold with one of these picks, uh, then they, they can more easily afford to do that. I really like Laurel Murchison from NC State. He's, uh, you know, he, he's, he's, a, he's a sort of a try-hard doesn't have great hips or some of these other areas, but he tested pretty well overall. And he just plays with a great motor, ton of activity. He, he, he plays really hard against the run, even though he's not, not always really built for it at in certain respects, but he is an active pass rusher and just a guy that like you, you like having as an option uh, that can move around the defensive line a little bit and, and just improve your depth. And obviously they sent, uh, their, their stud defensive tackle for a seventh round pick uh, this offseason to try to save some money and they need to help there. Cole McDonald, you know, numbers wise, he's interesting. Uh, you know, Hawaii tends to put up a lot of numbers, so it tends to work well for him and it's a shot. And if something works out, great. If not, it's a seventh round pick. Um, I'll tell you what, it's going to be interesting this year because the one thing Tennessee's going to have to do, they're going to have to show the ability to consistently throw the football here, or you're going to be talking 10, 11 in the box. You're going to be talking stuff that looks like 1932 football between the defensive linemen that are put out there. Um, and with what you know, the Texans do well on the offensive side of the ball here, they're going to have to open things up here. I'm still not sold on Tannehill, even though he had that nice little run. Uh, we'll see how it does pan out for them here. Uh, Pete, it's been a while since we got for you on this here. Uh, Pete, NFL wise, anything we haven't let you uh, sound off on here in a bit? Uh, let's, well, I mean, the, the stuff with Seamus Winston's just hysterical talking about how, you know, he couldn't read license plates and, and various other things. His vision was so fuzzy before he got the LASIK, um, which if true is genuinely fascinating. He was able to do this well, uh, being seemingly completely blind and just some of the other comments he said about like basically Googling how to play quarterback and stuff. Uh, let's see, anything of particular note going on? There was some rumor that uh, Trent Murphy might not make the team for the Buffalo Bills and be released at, at some point. At that point, I'm on the phone right now. Trent Murphy's really good. Uh, yeah. at, I got 10 picks next year, guys. Before you cut him, yeah, I mean, he's just a really good football player, and and I, I don't know how if this was just sort of a, something he, I think it came from your boy ultimately, uh, but uh, out of the athletic, but uh, just the suggestion he didn't have a ton of snaps or a ton of sacks and all that, but he's just a good, hard nosed defensive end that could theoretically take over uh, for an Olivier Vernon if they wanted to go that route or. You know, there's just a free defensive end who's looking for work for a year. Uh, that wouldn't hurt my feelings either. Well, Pete, they did sign Brian Cox Jr. So, I mean, nothing says, hey, you know, Murphy's got to go on, like signing Brian, Brian Cox, Cox Jr. Jr. You What's know up? what? Good, good on him. He worked his ass Absolutely. off. Absolutely. He played his ass off last year. 
Yeah, he 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 uh his stats sucked, 0.5 sacks and 12 solo tackles, but he just does things the right way. He plays hard and he doesn't make you feel cheated in sort of watching him. Like he, you know, for all the stuff that was going on, he, he, that guy played like every every snap was his last. He always played with that full on give a shit factor. Hair on really, fire type of mentality. Uh, yeah, so good on him. I don't know what his chances are to make that team in Buffalo, but I bet he's a more difficult cut than uh, some might expect based on his numbers. He's just uh, understands what he's supposed to do. And look, and the other thing is it comes down to it is if you're not the most talented guy in the world, um, you certainly can have an opportunity to please people with effort and want to. And whether that's a shot at a certain guy who wears number 92, maybe it is. Um, but yeah, you don't want to be a guy in your second year who was drafted in the top 75 and is now getting lapped by guys that were taken off the street 14 days earlier. That is what it is here. Um, I'm going to put a bow on this one here. Um, like I said, everything over Browns Digest. Make sure you follow it on Twitter at Browns Digest. Pete and his team just continuing to pump out contact, uh, content on Browns Digest through SI.com. Make sure you're over there. Make sure you guys are reading. Make sure you're following Pete at underscore Pete Smith underscore the show itself at Lockdown Browns. All lowercase. DMs are open. Follow back account. Um, again, for the show here, uh, ratings, reviews iTunes, Spotify, make sure you subscribe, make sure you're following. Appreciate you all for that. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. Ideas for the show here. Um, you know, obviously, we've got a schedule to get to talk to, uh, you know, in a little bit here. Some other things in the works here for the next couple of weeks. Uh, going to introduce a, a new sponsor for the month of May uh, here tomorrow as we're looking forward to that. Uh, so just, you know, keeping going here, um, you know, none of this stuff happens without you guys being here and, you know, wanting to listen every day. Um, been a crazy, crazy busy week. Um, looking forward to more here. And hopefully, you know, as we're starting to see maybe some glimpses of some real world normalcy here, we can start to actually think about and you know, maybe the appetite get wet for hopefully what will be a 2020 NFL season whenever it does start. Um, with that, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.